Welcome everybody to a second to last edition of the regular season of Maction. We actually are going to have two games this week. One on Friday for a bowl. If Buffalo can beat Akron, they will go to a bowl game. And we have a Mac Championship game on Saturday where both teams are going to a bowl game. One team's going to get a trophy. But there is news today. I mean, it's breaking news today. Um, but we'll go backwards. Since we have a week week's worth of stuff, we'll, we'll just start from today and go backwards, recapping the action and what has happened in reverse order because we have breaking news today. Western Michigan has fired Coach Tim Lester. Coach Lester was 37-32 and 32 over six years as the Broncos head coach. He has a $500,000 buyout. So that is essentially how Western can move off of them, move off of Coach Lester. The new athletic director pretty much wants to start over, and he's in his first year from Oregon State, I believe. But he doesn't want Coach Lester anymore. Um, the MAC record this year was 4-4. Four and four. Um, Last year it was 4-4. Four and four. And they kind of fell apart at the end of the year. Um, it kind of got stagnant, I think, for the new guy. But it's it's really about a new athletic director coming in and putting his stamp on the program. He wants to kind of upstart it like they had with P.J. Fleck and just get an uptick in style, momentum, an injection of life. Now, Mac schools are not rich. None of them can afford massive buyouts. But with Coach Lester, he just got an extension in January. So his buyout really didn't increase. It was only going to be $500,000. That's why they were able to move on from Coach Lester, who had an overall winning record. <coughs> Excuse me. And if you've noticed around the country, the Texas State coach got fired. FAU's coach got fired. A bunch of group of five schools had fired guys who had below 500 records. And their bios were in a similar, somewhat more man, in the same ballpark. Because um, some of those guys only had one year left, and I think two years left. But some of the other group of fives have moved on from their coaches this uh, over the weekend. I'm a little surprised based on the fact that Coach Lester had a winning record overall that he's being fired. But it's a new athletic director. I get it. He wants his own guy in there. Um, they've started a search, nationwide search. It's probably going to be an up-and-comer from a program with a coordinator, somebody like that, because I think Western Michigan wants to go back to what they had with P.J. Fleck, who was actually one of my teammates and now the coach of the Minnesota Golden Gophers. He brought life and energy to the Broncos that had not been there before and has not been there since. But you're not going to get to keep a guy like P.J. Fleck. He is successful. He is so high energy and so enthusiastic. And I can tell you right now, when what you saw on the field from Western Michigan when PJ was there, that's who PJ is. It's not an act. It's not like just for the cameras. It's not just for the team. He was like that on my team. So he's been like that his whole life. So PJ being PJ and he brings that ultra high energy uh, passion and commitment to the team that he's with. And I think Western really loved that because they got a guy who was just gung-ho and all Broncos 24-7. 
And he got results. <laughs> they went to the Cotton Bowl. <coughs> Sorry about that. But I'm not sick, by the way. It's, I don't know, just a slight, <laughs> slight cough slash, you know, little tiny, tiny, tiny cold. Um, but I, I, I really think PJ is what they're going to go after again. Somebody like him in terms of who's an up and comer, who is, I don't know, who wants to be in the big time. And I kind of think that's what Western Michigan is going to look for. And good luck to the Broncos. T- Coach Lester, we played against him. So I, I remember him personally. We're not friends or anything, but I know who he is because we played against each other. And he'll get another job somewhere. Not a head coaching job, probably, but he's going to get another coordinator job, maybe at a power five, um, maybe at a group of five. And getting 500 grand to go to go away, gosh, I think we'd all take that if we could. So good luck to Coach Lester, and good luck to the Broncos moving forward. Uh, another coaching non-decision decision, NIU's Sean Frazier uh, tweeted out late last night or put out a statement last night that they're basically keeping the status quo at NIU. Um, the statement was necessary after the debacle on Saturday against Akron. Um, Coach Thomas Hammock, a guy I know personally, a guy you know I'm friends with, uh, he was on my team as well. He overall has a losing record at NIU, and the fan base is furious because he's got a, he's 17 and 27 in four years. Granted, they got a MAC championship last year, but that's starting to look more like a fluke than you know, consistent, sustained, um, I don't know what you call it, like sustained level of success. So Sean Frazier, who's, you know, got a non-existent basketball program. It's, you know, they're awful. I mean, that basketball team at NIU is awful and has been awful for 25 years, basically. They've been just non-existent at all in basketball. So he's overseen that. He's also overseen a decade of NIU football that has kind of just been stagnant and irrelevant. It peaked back when Dave Doran was the head coach and got them to the Orange Bowl. Rod Carey kind of took, took over and saw everything slide down on a downward trend, for, you know, which is where we are today. Rod Carey got to bowl games, never won a bowl game. Rod Carey got, you know, bailed NIU out, went to Temple, got fired from there after three years of bad football. Because Rod Carey is not a good football coach. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. He took NIU from the peak and kind of drove it right back into mediocrity. And went over to Temple. He he swindled them for three years, and you know he was an assistant back at uh, Indiana this year. But that's not the point. The fan base is not happy. I mean, they got 500 fans. It looked like if you watch the game against Akron on Saturday, it looked like they had 500 fans. NIU is not drawing anybody to games. Like nobody, you know, parents and friends only, and the band. Um, the last two games, attendance wise, were abysmal. But I think the statement was necessary. Because you just got crushed by Akron. Now, give Akron credit. They've been out of it since basically the third week of the season. They've been, they have not played well all year. Coach Jewel Moorhead has had a rough year. But they went into DeKalb and beat the living daylights out of NIU. I mean, this is a battle for last place in the MAC, Not where NIU was supposed to be. Akron was supposed to be exactly where they're at. Terrible. But the effort from the Huskies was not there. <laughs> I mean, you just got annihilated by a team that hadn't come close to playing like at this level against anybody, even St. Francis of the FCS, who was their only win going into the game. 
who, by the way, lost um, in the first round of the FCS playoffs. So they actually finished with nine wins. So St. Francis had a good season. But Akron hadn't done this to a single team all year. And they went in there and embarrassed NIU. I mean, it was it was a horrible. If you're an NIU fan, it was a low point in the last, you know, granted they went 0-6 two years ago. This was worse, I think. This was a worse loss than any of those. Um, it's probably the worst loss in a decade, losing to Akron like that, because there was just no effort. Akron, I'll give him credit. I mean, under Cluffler, uh for Akron, he he played well. <laughs> I mean, he, he hey, you know, they, they played well. The Zips played their best game of the year. Hands down, give them credit. But it took a bad situation, a bad year at NIU, and it magnified it to where Sean Frazier, the AD, he might be in the hot seat himself. Now, the, the, the statement says, basically, we have all the pieces in place. Well, that's not true. When you go three and nine, and three out of the last four years are losing seasons, all the pieces aren't in place. Things are not going well at NIU. But the reason I think the statement was made is because as Western Michigan moved on from their coach um, for only 500000 to move on from Thomas Hammock, at NIU is going to cost NIU over $1.5 million, I think. It's around one six to one eight, somewhere in there. So NIU doesn't have that kind of money just sitting around. So they're stuck. <laughs> they, I mean, I knew that before there was no way Thomas Hammock was going to be fired. I, I've known that all season. Not because he doesn't deserve to be fired. And I'm not saying he should be because, you know, the, his record is what it is. He's 10 games below 500 in four years. Much better coaches in four years have gotten fired this weekend. NIU doesn't have that kind of money. I know that for a fact. They do not have that kind of money to buy out a coach and then go hire another coach. So like it or not, NIU fans are going to have to deal with this coming back next year because NIU just simply can't afford that. So that's why the statement was made for the NIU fan base. And the statement was BS. The whole thing was BS. I mean, and Sean Frazier might be getting fired himself a year from now. <laughs> that's reality. He's overseen a football from a program that he saw go to the Orange Bowl and it's driven down to three out of the last four years, no bowl games. No bowl wins, I don't think, in his tenure. NIU hasn't won a bowl game since the 2010s, or the, the, the aughts, you know, before 2010. So it's been a long drought of NIU bowl success. Um, they definitely haven't won a game since before the Orange Bowl, and that was January 1st of 2012, I believe. So that's why that, that statement came out over the weekend. NIU fans are not happy because it's status quo going into next year. There was also a... A, a transfer portal already guy from NIU. He announced literally today, the first day back, that he's leaving. Um, I expect many more transfers from NIU coming out. Guys jumping ship um, who want to get off that, um, get off the, the train right now. Um, but I definitely think uh, it was a, he, oh gosh, what's this? Uh, I looked it up already. Um, he was the third string tailback. He wasn't playing much. He hadn't played much since the beginning of the year, since the first game. Um, but yeah, he is he is gone. I expect a whole bunch of other guys to transfer out of NIU. Um, probably this uh, in the next month because there's going to be a huge turnover when you have a bad season like that. There's going to be turnover. Now to actual football games. Uh, Akron is playing Friday against Buffalo because Buffalo. Now I, I don't think this game would have taken place 
seriously, honestly, the game <laughs> had Buffalo won the game against Kent State um, <laughs> Saturday. I think everybody would have been fine just, you know, moving on. Buffalo didn't need the game to go to a bowl game. Akron, you know, they're just going up there to be now a bowl victory, a bowl eligibility for Buffalo, who collapsed for the second straight week. Buffalo playing for a bowl berth against Kent State blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. Um, total collapse again by the Bulls, who are at best going to finish now 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Kent State's freshman Tommy Ulatowski, who is from my conference in Chicago. He went to St. Rita, I believe. So I know the school. He came in late in the game, went 6-for-11, 102 yards, to lead the Golden Flashes to an upset overtime victory over Buffalo. And I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Buffalo, two weeks in a row, has now blown a chance to get to a bowl game. The game is being made up against Akron this Friday at noon. CBS Sports Network. I don't think this game would be played had Buffalo won the game. I think they would have just canceled it permanently, even though they rescheduled it. I, I just didn't see any point of playing this game on Friday. Oh, but now Buffalo needs this game. If Akron goes in, like, now they're coming in hot. They feel great about themselves. I don't know if Akron can go in there Friday and uh, basically repeat what they did against NIU. I, I doubt it because Akron hasn't done that against anybody else. <laughs> but you never know. <laughs> if if Buffalo comes in like, oh, boy, we're going to beat these guys. Yeah, uh, maybe you don't. <laughs> maybe you don't beat them. And then you end the season 5-7 and seven as a massive disappointment. Because um, right now there are five MAC teams, five bowl MAC teams. They would be number six. So there's five guaranteed bowl teams in the MAC, And Ac or, uh, Buffalo will be number six if they can get the job done. Friday against the Zips, I I would say pick Buffalo, but at this point, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Buffalo's choked it away twice now, so who knows? Maybe they're going to go three for three this in, on Friday. Um, I expect very few fans to be in attendance. It's a Friday. It's a school day. It's not a holiday like last Friday. I It's on CBS Sports, so I guess they're going to get money from the TV version of it, but I expect you know, 500 fans max, maybe probably less. Um, so that was, that's an inter that's an interesting game on Friday, which wasn't anticipated. Um, so Friday, last Friday, Western Michigan with coach Lester in his final game beats Toledo 20 to 14 Toledo finishes seven and five Western Michigan finishes five and seven. Uh, Toledo's going to the Mac championship game against Ohio. Um, I don't know. I mean, Toledo's disappointing. They, they're going to the MAC title game at seven and five. Um, that's, you know, they're not very good. Let's face it. <laughs> Toledo's they're, they're slightly above average. That's, you know, they're one game above an average football team, but the MAC West was so poor that they're going to the MAC title game. So somebody had to go and Toledo is the representative, uh, Eastern Michigan, um, it actually has more wins than uh, Toledo, but they're not going to the MAC championship game because of a tiebreaker. They beat Central Michigan 38-19 on Friday. Eastern Michigan goes to a bowl game with eight wins, but they are not going to be in Detroit, which I think that would have been a better game. 
based on how Toledo's finishing the season and Eastern Michigan with eight wins, going to play a nine-win Ohio team who knocks Bowling Green down to six and six, but Bowling Green's into a bowl game with six wins, uh, which is a huge accomplishment for the Falcons. Ohio getting to the MAC championship game um, with a great chance to win the MAC because they, when Frank Solich was there for the past twenty years, they never won the MAC. They got to the championship game numerous times, but never won it. So the Bobcats right now, I think, are the favorites to win their first MAC title in forever uh, and to get their tenth win. So this is a big deal to Ohio to try to get this trophy because they haven't achieved the trophy at all in recent memory. So I think the Bobcats next Saturday against Toledo are going to get the job done. Ohio uh, gets to win number 10. Bowling Green, it's, you know, they're great at six and six. They got into a bowl game, but if they lose their bowl game, they're going to finish at six and seven. So that would be disappointing. Oh, by the way, there's one bowl team that has already accepted their invitation. And that is the Miami Redhawks who are going to the, Lenders Bahamas Bowl, I believe it's the. I know they're going to the Bahamas Bowl because the the battle. This was a battle for the Bahamas Bowl, which needs to invite teams a week early because of the passport situation. So they try to get a team committed to the Bahamas Bowl as soon as possible because passports need to be bought for every player who does not have one, and the school has to pick up the tab for that. So this was a battle, literally Ball State, Miami, Ohio, for a bowl game. Like, this was a playoff game. And if you didn't watch the game, it was last Tuesday. Um, Ball State and Cameron Steele, Carson Steele were just on cruise control. He had 180 yards, two touchdowns. It looked like Ball State was, you know, at halftime. Yep, getting ready for Bahamas, going to buy some sunscreen, going to get a tan. The bat's the second best, maybe the yeah, if you're the two best bowl games, if you're not in the college football playoff, are Hawaii and the Bahamas. Best vacations out there. So if you can get to either of those bowl games, you're like, man, this is a vacation. Yeah, you got to go play a football game, but that's not really why you're going. It's a reward to go to the Bahamas, to the Atlantis Resort, which is phenomenal. Ball State looked like at halftime. We're going to the game. We got this one wrapped up. Yeah, they were just like on cruise control. <clears throat> they were winning. Um, they were up by what, 11 going into the fourth quarter. And I, I was watching the game thinking Miami for the first half was lifeless. Like nothing, nothing was going well for, for Miami. Like nothing. I mean, I was like, gosh, they, you know, this is a big game. Like, the winner of this game goes to the Bahamas. Yeah, granted it's for some trophy, Redbird trophy. Yeah, well, that's great and all, but every kid on those teams wants to go to the Bahamas for free. And Avion Smith from Miami, first half, I don't know. It was like, not, it's like Miami didn't want to go on a free vacation. It was literally a free vacation. And they're like, and just the, if you watch the game, you're like, eh, I guess Miami doesn't want to go. Ball State wants to get out of Indiana. <laughs> they want to get out of, like in two weeks from now, I think the game's probably in two weeks. We want to go to the Bahamas. And at halftime, it was like Ball State thought they were going to the Bahamas or the third quarter. They're like, yeah, we're on cruise control. We're just going to the Bahamas. Miami's not doing anything to jeopardize our trip to the Bahamas. Yeah, up until the fourth quarter when Avion Smith and Miami all of a sudden realizes, hey, guys, we got a trip, on, a free vacation on the line here. What are we doing? And the Red, Hawk, Red Hawks come storming back. <clears throat> Basically, 
didn't see it coming. They scored 12 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to take a one-point lead and win the game. Uh, if you were watching the game, you know the same thing. <laughs> Miami didn't want to go to a bowl game, and it's not just like a crappy bowl game like in Alabama. You know, oh, yeah, Huntsville. Yeah, that's a bowl game and all, or Frisco, Texas. But that's certainly not the Bahamas. And it's like, you know, that half, or the second half, Miami all of a sudden realized, hey, we got a trip to the Bahamas on the line here. And they played like it. And Ball State basically was trying to, like, in their head, run out the clock, thinking, oh, we got this game wrapped up. They just forgot to tell Miami that the game was over. Miami came back, steals a bowl game from Ball State, and gets to 6-6. Six and six. Ball State finishes at 5-7. and seven. Ball State's technically still alive, but they're probably not going to go to a bowl game at 5-7. and seven. Um, because we have to, I, I don't know how many bowl teams there are now, but there were like a three, there was like a three margin window based on last weekend of maybe some five and seven teams would get in. <laughs> but Miami, as soon as the game's over, if you were watching Avion Smith, I mean, give the credit to Avion Smith. He won the game for them. Um, he just came to, you know, it was just like time to win, you know? And in the, as soon as the game was over, <laughs> it's, they whipped out the sunglasses, like the Bahamas. Like, hey, we're going to the Bahamas. Like, whoa. Did, like, the coach put these in, in this box <laughs> at halftime? <laughs> like, the first half, you didn't realize you were going to the Bahamas if you won the game. But they were celebrating with their sunglasses on and their Bahamas gear. That was very cool. Um, so congratulations to Miami. You're going to the Bahamas. Um, it's going to be a great atmosphere there. Not for the, not the game, but you're just going to the Bahamas. You can swim with the dolphins. You can go to the beach. There's water slides at Atlantis. Um, you're going to love it. So congratulations to the Red Hawks. Being 6-6 six and six is actually going to get you a better bowl game than the MAC winner. That's the crazy thing about, the, about being 6-6 six and six in the MAC is going to get you to a better location than whoever wins between Ohio and uh, Toledo. Now, one of those teams is going to get a trophy to put in their trophy case, which none of the players are going to get to, you know, take home. No, those guys are going to go to Texas or Louisiana or uh, Alabama or maybe even Florida, maybe, maybe Myrtle Beach. But the memory of the bowl experience going to the Bahamas at six and six, Miami's going to have the best bowl experience. Now, some one might go to Idaho too. That's cold and snowy in Boise. So for just winning just enough games, Miami's going to get the best reward in the MAC, which is a trip to the Bahamas. So congratulations to them. Overall, <clears throat> um, I didn't see the Western Michigan firing coming. I definitely knew NIU wasn't going to fire their coach simply because they don't have the money to do that yet. Maybe next year they can afford it. Um, but the MAC overall had a rough season. It was... Now... Buffalo, the way the Max, you know, they're going to lose Friday based on how, everything that's happened to them in recent and how the Max season's been going. Um, not all the bowl teams are announced, but for sure, I definitely think the Max had a rough year. Ohio might get to 10 wins. They might even get to 11 wins. But the rest of the Mac has been bad, really bad most of the year. They have a lot of work to do step it up for night. Now granted they can get next year started off the right way by winning some of these bowl games. <laughs> because there's two non-conference victories that stand out to everybody and that's Arizona State by Eastern Michigan. That's a good win even though Arizona State was terrible. And then 
Miami beat Northwestern, who was atrocious. I mean, they just got annihilated by the Illini this weekend. You've got to win some of these other group of five bowl games. Because I don't think anybody in the MAC is going to end up against the Power Five. They're just going to be against group of five teams. You've got to win some of these games coming up um, for respect and get next year off on the right start. Because only getting five bowl teams out of 12 in the worst conference in America this year, that's terrible. That is awful. If you can, if, if Buffalo doesn't get the job done, the Max only going to have five bowl teams. And they're the worst conference. So the, the wins should be there. <laughs> they were the worst conference by, by far, hands down this year. And you've got to, got to get some of these bowl games in the victory column. Or else all of your wins came against very bad teams for the most part. So I'm looking forward to the bowl season. I'm looking forward. I might actually try to watch a little bit of Friday. Um, I don't I Maybe. We'll see. You know, if, if you don't watch Friday, um, yeah, I, I can't blame you. It's the middle of the day. <laughs> it's, it's a meaningless game to Akron. Although Akron had a meaningless game against NIU, and they just came out like blazing fire. So it's going to be an interesting I – mean, actually, I'm more interested in the game Friday than I am Saturday. Let's, put it, let's face it. There's nothing on the line. Saturday, there's a trophy. Somebody's going to call themselves Mac Champs. Friday is an – but they're both going to bowl games. Friday is an actual playoff game for Buffalo. If they lose Friday, it's probably – in a lot of schools, you get your coach fired. <laughs> That's re, In a lot of schools, like, you get your coach fired for losing a game like that. But I'm probably more interested in Friday, which is a playoff game. I was super interested in last week's Miami Ball State game because that was a playoff game too. Buffalo had a chance against Kent State to get the job done. They failed. So they have one more chance to get the job done against Akron on Friday. I think I think they're going to be at least entertained. You know, you better get if, – if Buffalo doesn't come out with effort at that game – with a bowl spot literally waiting for them at the end of the game, then you have to think about, man, if you can't get up for this game, what game are you going to get up for? For Akron, go out there, do your thing, um, play hard, and see what happens. Um, it was an entertaining week. We'll, if we have any more breaking news like today with Coach Lester, um, we'll recap it uh, coming up on the next episode. But enjoy the two games. There's plenty of college football on Friday, too. There's a Pac-12 championship game. There's plenty of games, not just the MAC games. Um, so I'm Mark Scafidi. I will see everybody here probably next Monday, and we'll see if we have any updates on coaches, on situations at any of the schools. Have a great, great week, everybody. Enjoy the game Friday. And if there is a game that matters, it's this game on Friday to Buffalo. So I can't really cheer for either one of them. I'm just going to cheer for a good game and hope that, I mean, for the Mac's sake, hope that Buffalo gets the, gets the win. Otherwise, it's five, five Mac teams in bowl games, which isn't very good when there's 80-plus bowl games and you're only going to get five. Um, have a great week, everybody. I will see everyone back here. Um, and, oh, the college football playoffs will be out um, this Sunday, so stay tuned. Um, the group of five spot should go to the American conference winner, which is Tulane versus central Florida. That one's in Tulane this weekend. So 
Nobody from the Mac's going into the group of five game or the automatic spot. But we do have a playoff game Friday. So enjoy it. I will see everyone here next week on the final regular season episode of Maction. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.